Right now in CBS News Bay Area, a growing memorial. It's outside the Santa Rosa High School right now where a 16-year-old student was stabbed to death in a classroom. Tonight, a 15-year-old classmate is in custody. He was a good boy. He was a quiet, gentle boy. Tonight, we hear from the victim's family and also fellow students who question whether the school could have done more to stop it. Plus, it's a busy day for Bay Area Tire Shops. The big complaint from drivers after our recent rains did a number on our local roadways, and it won't be an easy fix. The potholes and the way that the streets are are horrendous. And an avalanche buries an apartment complex in the Sierra. Why residents say lucky timing likely saved lives. This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. A community in Santa Rosa in mourning. We all are trying to make sense of what happened after a 16-year-old high school student was stabbed to death on campus. A memorial is now growing at Montgomery High School where people have been stopping by to drop off flowers. We just learned that school will be canceled for the rest of the week following the tragedy. Police say it all started with an altercation inside a classroom at 11 o'clock this morning. The suspect, a 15-year-old student, was arrested about 40 minutes later, hiding by a nearby creek. Our Andrea Nakano heard from relatives of the victim this evening. They are heartbroken. Family and friends are here at Montgomery High School. They have now set up a memorial for Jaden Pientas. Now, according to the Santa Rosa Chief of Police, there was some sort of fight between the two juniors and a freshman earlier today. That confrontation led to a 15-year-old freshman pulling out a knife and stabbing both of the juniors. One of the victims was stabbed three times to his upper body. The other had minor injuries to his hand. Both boys were able to walk to the nurse's office, but 16-year-old Jaden Pientas later died at the hospital. His grandmother and two aunts spoke to us about Jaden during our six o'clock newscast. He was a quiet, gentle boy. He, he didn't harm anybody. This is so out of character for something to happen like this to him. He was one of the sweetest, most lovable, kindest. kindest, cutest, just like so bashful and compassionate. Like he didn't deserve any of this and none of, nobody saw this coming. And it's, it's an absolute tragedy and a loss. Now the 15-year-old suspect was taken into custody. He was behind St. Eugene's Cathedral, which is just about a half a mile from here. Now, as you heard from the family, that they really want the school to step in here because I've talked to other parents that are here tonight and they tell me that they've had similar situations where their son was involved in a fight and the school didn't step in to do anything about it. Andrea, thank you. Now, following the news conference, a student had a chance to ask questions, and she wanted to know why the school didn't act sooner. To be held accountable, a student had to call 911. Right. Nobody else did. A student did. I get that. A kid. The school didn't do anything. The school knew that these two had problems beforehand. Right. The school is their job to keep us safe. In 2020, Santa Rosa city officials voted to pause a school resource officer program with the Santa Rosa Police Department. The program placed officers at the campuses of high schools and middle schools across the school district. We no longer, unfortunately, have a school resource officer at these schools or any of the Santa Rosa schools. We do talk regularly to our students about safety and about caring for each other on campus, um, but we do not have anything that detects those kinds of, of weapons on campus right now. 
The Santa Rosa Police Officers Association says police responded to more than 900 calls for service at schools last year. They say, quote, our city is feeling the impact of not having school resource officers on campus. Police say the school was locked down immediately and no students were let out until after the suspect was arrested. All right, now to our weather. Clear skies tonight after days of wet weather. We're getting a welcome break from the rain, and there is a lot to be done. All the recent rain has made a mess of the roads, creating an obstacle course of sorts with potholes for drivers to avoid and divert. Our Katie Nielsen shows us how crews are taking advantage of the sunshine to patch things up. More than a dozen Caltrans road crews were out filling potholes today. Potholes that opened up during the recent rains. Drivers say they've been plagued by these pesky potholes for weeks. It looks like she might have hit a pothole. Tim or... Nuss and his family own RT Tires in Dublin. He says they're seeing an increase in cars coming in with blown tires due to problems on the road caused by the rain. That's exactly what happened to Victoria Tory. We're driving on the Benicia Bridge and all of a sudden the tire went out. On the freeway, raining, it was it was horrible. She brought in her SUV, where Tim said there was no way to patch the flat. She had to get a new tire. The potholes and the way that the streets are are horrendous, and they shouldn't. They they need to be. There's so many that need to be fixed. In January, Caltrans said it filled 7,325 potholes across the seven Bay Area counties, including this one on 680 northbound, just before Highway 4. But Tuesday morning, it opened again, flattening tires on more than a dozen cars. I'm just following the guy in front of me, and boom, and uh, cars just keep coming in with flats. Same, same thing. Tim says right after the rains, their business jumps by more than 30% with all the flat repairs. But it isn't just potholes that cause problems. Just nails and screws and, and trash and junk that gets you know, washed up onto the road from the rain. Victoria said she's just happy her family is safe and she was able to get a new tire. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. If your car was damaged by a pothole on the freeway, you can apply for reimbursement for any necessary repairs. You can find that information on our website, kpix.com. Katie, thank you. The impact of our latest round of storms is also being felt in San Francisco. A falling tree brought down some power lines on Clarendon Avenue. Traffic was diverted while PG&E made some repairs. Lick Observatory remains without power tonight. This was the scene from our chopper today. After Mount Hamilton got more snow overnight, Caltrans has been working to clear the roadways, which remain closed for the time being. Easy Paul to Hagen. see why. You can see why. And I was yeah. going to say the snow's sticking around because, hello, it's it's still cold out there. Right. It wasn't all that warm at sea level. You go up 4,000 yeah, feet. Despite that full sunshine, there's only so much melting that right. you can do in one day. They're going to have another chance tomorrow with lots of sun in store. Yeah. But with clear skies tonight, it's going to be cold out there again by tomorrow morning. Things mm -hmm. are already cooling off right now. We have a mix of upper 40s and low 50s on the map at the moment. Those few remaining spots in the low 50s, that's not going to last much longer. Temperatures are going to be in free fall now that the sun has been down for about an hour. We're going to end up 
around 10 degrees below average for low temperatures tomorrow morning. Most of us in the 30s, just the least cold spots. San Francisco bottoming out around 40 degrees. But as cold as that is, it's not record setting. We're going to remain a solid 4 to even 10 degrees above record territory. Check out some of these records. Record low temperature in Livermore tomorrow morning is 22 degrees. Thankfully, we're going to be a full 10 degrees above that, but it is going to be a little frosty, especially for those inland valleys to begin the day tomorrow. We are going to warm up a little bit more during the afternoon with a nice amount of sunshine in store. We'll take a look at the full forecast coming up in just a few minutes. See you soon. Thank you so much. All right. The first two floors of an Olympic Village condo complex. They right now they are buried under an avalanche. Four condos had to be evacuated. Luckily, no one was hurt. One neighbor says that's because it happened at night. In the daytime, we do get a lot of people walking back there uh, with dogs or just like snowshoeing that area. So um, and that condo complex doesn't have a lot of uh, people living there in the winter. More than 100 homes in the area are under evacuation orders due to the avalanche. And the storms turned deadly after an 80-year-old woman was killed. The roof of her back porch collapsed under the weight of the snow. It happened in the town of Forest Hill. That is south of Highway 80. They had more than three feet of snowfall in the last 24 hours. All right, it is touch and go for drivers trying to get to Lake Tahoe. Right now, eastbound Highway 80 is closed to semi-trucks. Cars need to have chains. Westbound 80 is still closed from the Nevada state line to about 13 miles outside of Auburn. Chains are required on Highway 50. Take note. Finally, check this out, okay? This is Sugar Bowl Resort, and they sent us this picture of snow completely blocking the door to their 